Hey everyone, I'm Dan Whedon, and this is a Chasing Unleashed podcast. I don't have a guest this week, so you get to hear me discuss a topic that I think is incredibly important. That's unconscious bias. In the last two years, I've tried to up my game when it comes to being more educated and empathetic when it comes to issues around diversity, equity, and inclusion. I've learned that it's not always issues around race and gender. Oftentimes, unconscious bias can show up in very subtle, yet still insidious ways. Today, I'll share a personal story on just that point. It was a recent situation where I learned a lot from, and I hope you take something away from it too. So sit back and enjoy the show. In early 2022, I had the honor of being named the boys golf coach for North Kitsap High School, which is a secondary school located in my city of Paulsboro, Washington. It was the only coaching job that would bring me out of retirement. It was also the only job that my wife, Barb, would allow me to even consider. The opportunity to work with young athletes in the game I most cherish was a dream scenario at this stage of my life. And as imagined, it was fun and rewarding for me. After the season, the coaches were given the opportunity to nominate senior athletes for a highly cherished honor awarded annually in tribute to a former school coach who'd passed away five decades ago. All the sports coaches were asked to nominate a male and female athlete with a letter of recommendation. The other coaches would read the testimonials of the nominated student-athletes and then vote for one male and one female. I enthusiastically wrote a glowing recommendation for my athlete and sent in my nomination and then eagerly waited to read the others. Now, as a coach who doesn't work as a teacher in the building, I didn't know most of the other nominees, so I was going almost solely off the words written by my colleagues. As the nominations came in, I found myself drawing to vote for the male and female athletes where the coach's words resonated with me. These nomination letters were effusive. They told stories of the students that included school activities, obstacles overcome, and many sports accomplishments. The letters demonstrated great thought and were eloquent in style. For me, they illustrated a clear picture of the student-athletes. This was in stark comparison to some nomination letters that were more pithy, less extensive in accolades, and without stories to expound the virtues of their nominee. I admit feeling underwhelmed and disappointed that I didn't get to learn more about the student. So, I cast my votes based entirely on the artistry of the scribe. In recent months, I've interviewed guests for my podcast, The Shrimp Tank Podcast, and the topic of unconscious bias arose. Unconscious bias, also known as implicit bias, is defined as, and let's quote here from the University of California, San Francisco, social stereotypes 
about certain groups of people that individuals form outside their own conscious awareness. Everyone holds unconscious beliefs about various social and identity groups, and these biases stem from one's tendency to organize social worlds by categorizing, end quote. One of my guests told a story about how venture capitalists can be biased without knowing it when interviewing people asking for funding for their startup businesses. My other guest, an expert in recruiting and hiring executives and managers for small businesses, shared how unconscious bias frequently clouds the hiring process, leaving strong candidates little to no shot at getting jobs they are fully capable of performing. Both guests shared experiences and examples of how a person in a powerful position could unintentionally be biased towards others either to fund a business or to hire someone based on their own experience, background, and personality. Suddenly it dawned on me. I'd fallen into this trap of unconscious bias without knowing it, <laughs> hence the very definition of unconscious. We all have certain styles of communicating. I write with a certain diction and strategy. When providing letters of recommendation, for which I get asked for frequently, they are ebullient about the qualities of the person. I am strategic to diligently focus on multiple areas of achievement and success. Similarly, with business reviews and testimonials, my aim is to be meticulous down to each word being written because I think it's that important. Notice that this is my style based on my background, my education, my storytelling, and my proclivity for artistry of words. <laughs> Sense a pattern? It became clear that I had an unconscious bias towards the nomination letters that looked more like mine and against those that didn't. Without intending to, I became dismissive of nominations based solely on what I perceived as unfavorable in the coach's writing style. I realized that this wasn't new, whether it was interviewing applications of potential exchange students, scholarship seekers, and even in business situations. My implicit, unintentional, unconscious bias is towards good communicators in written and oral presentations. The better they are, the more favorable I become towards their application or situation. The less impressive, the less likely I would offer a favorable review. And that isn't equitable or fair to anyone. Unconscious bias is not a weakness in character. It's simply part of being a human. We unintentionally will tend to gravitate towards those who are like us. This includes gender, race, hometown, college or university, military background, favorite sports teams, association affiliations, and a gazillion other things. Familiarity and shared experiences are a strong motivating factor in friendships and associations. Think about one of the old sales axioms you've likely heard. You'll learn about what a prospect likes, where they went to school, who their favorite teams are, and what hobbies they have. Then, ingratiate yourself based on that familiarity, hoping that their un unconscious bias kicks in. Unconscious bias can have unintended consequences in business. It can and does affect whom we hire and fire, whom we choose to take on as clients, network with, 
and associations we join or not. The true collateral damage is that we dismiss people who aren't quite like us. Unconscious bias stunts diversity and equity, damages morale, weakens the fabric of an organization, and curtails growth and development. Importantly, while unconscious bias is a problem for race and gender, it can also be an obstacle in other areas. For those with physical and learning disabilities, and for people who express their individuality in how they dress and decorate their bodies, for example, tattoos, of which I have four, and piercing. Frankly, diversity is an integral part of risk management. Too many analogous viewpoints, behaviors, and paradigms leads to metaphorically breathing your own exhaust. Without multifariousness in thinking, age, gender, and background, a small business is in peril of becoming stale and ultimately obsolete. And it can be as simple as being biased on how someone communicates. As my podcast guest mentioned, unconscious bias isn't something any of us can eliminate. We must, however, become more conscious of where we can be dismissive or inequitable. Otherwise, we will fail to offer similar opportunities to those who deserve them. Instead, let's be self-aware enough to encourage new thinking and invest in meeting more people that might add great value to our businesses and lives. Thanks for listening. Please go find the Chasing Unleashed podcast wherever you get your podcasts. Like us, follow us, rate us, review us. All of that's very important and we certainly appreciate it. Keep Chasing Unleashed.